Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova, and it's kind of cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rush through our intro right here so we can get to our guest because our guest is pretty awesome and we're going to get into some cool things. And um, I think the thing I want to share with you is this episode is being recorded on April 3rd and the world is still pretty much in like lo- some sort of lockdown and shutdown. So it's a remote episode. So if it doesn't sound as like it normally does, that's one of the reasons. Uh, and if at any point uh, you feel like I'm jittering around, it's because I have a brand new puppy on my lap. Uh, her name's Callie. So she's the new assistant uh, for Dream Mason and um, my new co-host for the Dream Mason podcast. But she had a little injury yesterday. So it was my first experience of life where I like took my eye off you know, this helpless little thing. And she jumped off a couch and hurt herself. And I was like, Oh, man, I let her down. I'm supposed to be the one that's like looking out for her. That was cool, because I was actually with my parents. And they were like, you know how it feels to be a parent now you can't prevent your kids from getting hurt, it's gonna happen. And you feel bad. And you're like, Oh, I could have done better. Um, but little Callie is she's she's doing good. She's sitting here chewing on a wrapped in a hoodie chewing on it. And um, so yeah, I'm excited. This is a new experience for me, and mm-hmm. I'll probably share a lot of it on this podcast because I've never had, I've never had to take care of anything that like if you let it down, it will die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let, let's talk about. Let's introduce my guest and get him in here. Um, I think the thing is about him. We met because I was a guest on his podcast. He's a very like open, honest, vulnerable, um, cool guy who has really committed to the podcast world and bringing on people onto his show that really make a difference for people. He has had big names on his show. And I can say like, as I watch him and his podcast develop, I feel like he models how you want to do a podcast, not in terms of just like how he, how he shows up, but who his guests are, how he, the information he gives them with to promote themselves. I felt really lucky to be on his podcast. It's one of the top podcasts on iTunes it was Entrepreneur Magazine just said it was like one of the top five entrepreneurial podcasts that you can listen to. Um, the podcast is called The University of Adversity. So obviously speaks to what it talks about. And uh, let's welcome him to the show. Lance Isios. Did I say, did I say your last yeah, name? You, you got it, brother. Thanks for that awesome intro. I appreciate it, man. It's great yeah. to connect again. It's awesome. You, yeah, man. How are you doing? You're up in Canada. What's it like up there with what's going on? Yeah, man. It's uh it's an interesting time right now, you know. It's it's uh it's it's eerie outside. I mean, it's not to the degree of lockdown that it is in let's say Europe or some parts of the states, I think. I'm not sure because I've heard different I've heard different things for different places. And yeah, it's it's strange. But at the same time, it's very bizarre, but I almost had this like, 
when this was happening, I felt this energetic force or something come and be like, wow, this is a time to really step up. You know, I don't, I can't even explain it to people because sometimes, you know, it's hard because a lot of shit is happening. But like, I feel like I was in my own struggles prior for the last, I don't know how many months. And when this happened, I was like, okay, it's, it's game time. Like it's time to like, you know, you got to step up. You got to, you got to figure out a way to like become a better leader. And that was all this, the dialogue I was having. So it's crazy, man. Like I feel at this time without going off too, too much about it, it's, it's a really interesting time to, to dive in and really figure out the things that serve you and what don't you can explore new things. There's a lot of opportunity, you know, that comes from situations like this. So I really, I'm just seeing that a lot of people are either operating out of fear or love. And it's usually the people out of love that are the ones that are taking advantage of the opportunity. So yeah, other, but outside, you know, it's, it's business as usual for me. It's kind of the same thing. I work from home, so it's, you know, it doesn't, I can't go to the gym, but other than that, it's kind of the same thing, you know? So it's, it seems like pretty perfect that you host a podcast called the university university of adversity in a time where the whole world is facing adversity all at the same time. I don't know that that's ever, I mean, even if you look at like World War I, World War II, every country wasn't involved. This is every country around the world is either being hit by this or they're waiting to be hit by it basically to some degree, right? It's, it's hitting everyone differently. You might be impacted by your health. You might be impacted by resources. You might be impacted by fear. You might be impacted by, you know, sickness or economy. But everybody, I mean, even to you said, hey, it's kind of eerie outside. There's social, there's social impact. What, what do you, are you learning anything about this adversity and about yourself or about like human beings through this experience? Yeah, you know what, man? It's like, I feel like I've been preparing for this. This is kind of the stuff that this show is all about too, right? Like you said, and it's sort of the, the daily habits that you practice kind of give you the tools for when this kind of stuff happens because it's all perspective, right? Like, I mean, these, these challenging situations, we all knew were coming, but the, at, at the degree that is coming, I don't think anybody expected, but it's always going to come. So you have the, you have the choice of either, you know, leaning into it or retreating. And I'm just learning that this was what I've been doing is kind of like practicing for like the real, you know, the real deal. And this is kind of the real deal is happening now. So, um, I'm just really observing, I'm observing how behavior is and how people, you know, online and how businesses are, are reacting. It's really interesting. Some businesses are looking after their staff. Some people aren't, some sports teams are, some sports teams aren't. It's like, it's a really interesting game. And we're just in the beginning of it too, I think, right? So um, as far as myself, I'm just trying to stay the same. I'm trying to just keep up at what I'm doing. I don't really want to change a lot um, because I just feel like not a lot has changed for me personally in this situation. So I'm just kind of observing and, and really focusing on trying to, you know, focus on my health, focus on my mindset, just so I can stay in that high vibration because I want to be able to help people when they need it. And a lot of people need help and it's going to get worse and worse. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's only been, a, a, what, three weeks or something. So it's, it's really interesting. I don't, I don't know how bad it's going to get, and I hope it doesn't get too bad. But, I mean, you're in L.A., right? What's it like there? Like, so I was in San Diego, and now I'm, I'm north of L.A., so I'm outside okay. of the city. But I would agree. You know, I made a joke yesterday that I never thought when the apocalypse came, the only people that would survive would be runners and people with dogs. Because when you actually go outside, that's all you see. Yeah. And everything, most things are closed. So Los Angeles actually just issued an order that they're highly recommending that everybody wear a mask when you go outside now. That they're saying that like this is spreadable just through talking. So that's pretty crazy. Like I remember seeing a video of China like a year ago and everybody had masks on. And it was more because of um, the air quality mm. and thinking, man, we are so lucky. Like, how weird would that be? Like, we have to wear a mask to go outside. Like, how much have we messed up our world? And now this isn't about pollution, but now LA is doing that. San Diego just did an order where if you're outside of your house and it's not essential, you can get fined up to $1,000 or two months in prison. Like, it, I mean, in certain areas, and then there's the dichotomy where like in, there's some states, there's like five states, I think, that are not under any kind of lockdown. And it's like, what are you, like, you guys, what, you think you're immune or, mm. you know, and I don't know what's right or wrong. I just know, you know, the thing that I think is impactful is I don't, I think a thousand people yesterday died in the U.S. from this. That's insane. Yeah. Like a thousand people died of a sickness on one day. And to your point, this is the beginning. Mm. So it's pretty I, and again, I haven't been that impacted. My business is going well. My podcasts are going well. I have positive clients. I'm being pretty positive. Like that's mm -hmm. the choice I'm making. Yeah. I'm going to be about this, but the world in itself is, seems pretty insane outside of it. You know, I feel very, I feel a lot of compassion and empathy for people that are suffering. Yeah. I see here. It's not as populated, you know, Vancouver, Canada, if any of your listeners know, I mean, there's only like in Vancouver, what over two two million people in the entire city and that's mm -hmm. spread out in the downtown core that's way less than that so you know i can go out and work out run go for a run go for a walk and be not even close to another human like it's mm -hmm. you know they're far right so i understand that look there's a lot of i have a lot of different theories about this stuff you know the the conspiracy stuff but and the logical and you know it's it's really it's hard for me to wrap my head around and I don't know if I ever will be able to. Mm -hmm. All I'm really focusing on is really what can I do to control it? And I know for a fact that your immune system is dictated by not only what you put in your body, but how like mindfulness practices, meditation, like jo Dr. Joe Dispenza has, has proven this, mm -hmm. that you can, that, that fear lowers your immune system. You can get sick from being scared all the time, right? So I'm just focusing on what can I do to, to create this machine that's, that if, it, if that thing comes, then it's going to come and that's it, right? Like I, I feel like I, I came back from Mexico in the beginning of February from um, a, a mastermind in Tulum. And bro, I was so sick and I was coughing like a chain smoker. Like I, it was two weeks of, it was a, like, I don't know what it was. I started to yeah. think like, was this that? Yeah, maybe. Could have been. Yeah. Like, but it's, for me, it's like, well, I, I, if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you, right? I, I'm a firm believer of that, right? So 
I don't know, but I can't wrap my head around the whole thing and I don't have all the answers, but that's for me, that's the only way I can make sense of it is look after myself the best I can, you know, what I put in, how I, what I consume. And, and I'm hoping that that will, you know, make the difference in, in my life and whoever I'm coming in contact with. Let's talk about, I don't want to, I don't want to spend a whole episode where I talk like, I think this is important to yeah. address it because it's literally every it's, it's, it's happening and it's yeah. not addressing a war that if we were in world war three, it'd be like not addressing that. It's yeah. even if it's not impacting you or me directly hardcore, it's, it, there's an impact everywhere else. Of course I do. But I want to talk about like what you've learned about adversity in general, because you've done how many podcast episodes have you done at this point? Um, we've released just over 180. So we're almost at 200. Yeah. And in, in what you started, like roughly 15, when I did 15, too. 15 months. Yeah. So you, I've been going a little longer than you, but you released like three episodes a week. You're, you're churning yeah, it's them a out. Lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And you've talked to, you know, I know you've talked to, I think you had like Grant Cardone and who yeah. are, like, who are some of the biggest names you've had on your podcast? Yeah, I've had Grant Cardone, Dean Graziosi. Um, I got Jack Jack Canfield's coming on. Yeah. Um, I've had Drew Manning. I've had Ronnie Turioff. And you get basketball fans. Yeah, play for the Lakers. Um, yeah. Some NHL, like Theo Fleury from Stanley Cup champion. Uh, who else? Man, there's been so many. Like it's, it's, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's crazy. Like Nicole Arbor just agreed to come on. Rob Wolf is coming on. There's, there's a lot. Peter Taunton, the CEO of, uh, of snap fitness. Like he created snap fitness guys. Amazing. I just released that today actually. Yeah, man. It's, it's been, it's been unbelievable to be honest with you. Like I'm just so grateful because like, like I would have never thought I was going to be able to connect with these people. Like, well, I would have thought, but with my current situation, I don't want to like, I don't want to downplay myself because it's all how we talk about ourselves and how we think, right? Like everybody's achievable to be, to be able to talk to. I just, where I was at, it's like, it was like a, it was like a, a such a faraway dream, you know? Sure. And like, you read about these people and you're like, it seems like, how is that ever going to happen? And, and it, it happened. So I've just been like super grateful and embracing it and learning a lot, man. You know, I treat it as almost like a, coaching call sometimes you know i'm like all right i want to be ready i want to get this kind of ask these questions so i can learn also selfishly i i know <laughs> yeah no i feel like i get it's not i have to do my podcast i get to do this podcast mm. it's a gift like mm -hmm. i get to you know me and you would have never connected if it weren't for podcasting yeah and, and all these people you've connected with and i've connected with some pretty incredible people also and to that point, I think I learn every episode. I learn something new, not only about myself, but about life, about a new perspective. What's the thing that you've like when it comes to adversity? What have you most learned? I've learned that it's your friend. It's it's the thing that you you need. You you have to you have to love it because it's coming at you no matter what. It's coming for you. Like adversity, challenges, struggles, whatever name you give it it's coming at you. So when you get comfortable with that as part of it, nor good, nor bad, it becomes, life becomes easier because you know that you're prepared for it, right? Like the battlefield, you're going to have to go onto the battlefield and you're going to, and when you lean into that, when it appears to be challenging or scary, 
from from past experiences, we all know that on the other side of that is a reward, of some sort of gift, right? When you get over that. So it's almost like the adversity, the reason it's an adversity and it's a discomfort is showing up in your life is because you have to get over that thing to get to the next thing, the next level. If you don't ever level up and you don't ever face this stuff, how are you ever going to grow, right? So that's what I've learned. I've, I've learned that, man, this is so essential. And after interviewing so many people, there's always something that somebody's have to overcome. And that's what I, I, I'm grateful about my show is that at first I was like, oh, it's going to be hard. I always got to talk about these like crazy like stories. And it doesn't always have to be this like real car bus accident and comes back and becomes a billionaire or whatever. It doesn't have to be so extreme. What I've realized is that it can be simple and it can show up in all areas of life, spiritual people, athletes, authors, whatever. And it's just about kind of finding that story and pulling it out. So we're all similar. We all go through this shit. And it's just becoming comfortable with it as being just as important as when things are going smooth, because that's going to be what's going to propel you forward. What was it for you when you look at your life and what you've overcome? What's the, that, what's the biggest, I have two kind of, what's the biggest thing you've overcome? And then what's the thing that you're, you feel like you have to overcome, like in the current kind of present reality of your life? Great question. Um, well, I was in the bar industry for a long time and I struggled and I was dealing with demons that I hadn't processed yet. And I think the biggest thing for me was going sober in 2017 that really, I went a whole year without drinking and that completely shifted everything in my life. And, you know, having to deal personally in my life with things that I thought only happened to other people or movies like my bro younger brother, you know, he was... He committed suicide when he was 18. Um, my dad got cancer like a, a year later, you know. And, and that kind of shit really, really forced me to go, all right, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to run away and be a little bitch? Or are you going to like go into this and, and, and do what needs to get done and, and be strong and inspire people? And, you know, this is, this is a gift. This is the, even though losing somebody is so hard, I realize that this is what's going to be the thing that empowers me to help other people. And when I realized that, that's when, um, that's when things got a little, that's how things shifted for me. So that itself, getting through that and, and not being a victim and, and accepting that death is going to come sometimes unexpectedly. And I guess just kind of making the transition from one lifestyle to another as well you know like being we put ourselves in these boxes we create these personas for so long and then we get stuck in there like we commit to that thing and we do all the things that align with that thing and then we think that's the thing forever but it doesn't have to be you can change and you by making different decisions and doing things that align with that thing every single day and then you become the new thing right but that's, that's the challenge is that I still dance with the going back to the, the bar guy. And now I'm like this guy who's on this transformation or trying to transform, you know, meditation mm -hmm. and trying to be a good human. But I still have those like demons of like, ha, 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 come back, <laughs> come back. We like, you know, you have, I have a drink yeah. and I'm like, woo, okay, here we go. I'm back, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the stuff I navigate with. And I'm, you know, currently a couple weeks sober. 
you know, that's no big deal. I've done nine months, I've done a year. And now I'm kind of like, all right, now this quarantine's come and I'm like, this is a good chance for me to start again. And that's kind of where it's, it's the fully committing to my new journey and getting, not having my foot in the old journey, you know, and allowing that to be like kind of dissolved. That's sort of what I struggle with now, you know, the back and forth. And I think a lot of people, you probably have something like that yourself where like, it's, you're on the process, you're doing the thing, but there's something still pulling you, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, personally, I think that we give our dark side a really bad rap. Like yeah. our dark side is part of us. And, yeah, and whether you right. call it your ego, your darkness, or your, your, you know, whatever you want to call it, you, we don't get to kill it. It's never going to go away. No. I, had a, I have a great mentor who said to me once, her name's Carrie, uh, she said once, hey, you're never going to get rid of that side of you that like was the side of you that you didn't like about yourself, that was kind of a jerk, that drank too much, got his, got his self-worth from women. And she goes, but this is the thing. If you keep making it wrong, it's just going to keep like wow. torturing you. She goes, so you could actually embrace it. It's probably a fun guy to hang out with at a bar. She goes, but you got to give it structure so it can't run the show. So the thing that she gave me at one point, she was like, hey, I would let that, that dark side out, but create rules like, hey, we, I used to call it bad Alex. Bad Alex can go to a bar and drink and flirt and, and be inappropriate and whatever, but he's not allowed to go home with anybody. He's not allowed to get numbers. He can't, like, he has to leave it there. Yeah. And it almost was like, hey, give him a playground. Let him work his shit out. And then walk away when, where nobody really gets hurt or impacted versus if you keep going down that road, it impacts other people and it's hurtful. And so now it's funny. I don't necessarily do it like the way she said, but I noticed the other day as like the quarantine and stuff happened. I was with my cousin and we were making dinner and we were drinking and I had like a bottle of tequila in my hand and some like chips. I had a hat backwards on and some torn jeans. And I said to her, I was like, man, I noticed when my life is going really well, I like to like, level up how ratchet I can be. Like I'm just a train wreck in this moment, but my train wreck isn't hurting anyone. I'm not driving a car drunk. I'm not going and like leading anyone on or taking advantage. I'm just being kind of an asshole in my own little world. Yeah. And then it like, it's like that energy leaves my system and I can show up as the person I want to be with other people. Yeah. Cause your acceptance, it's the acceptance. You're right. The the resisting of it is just going to keep it with what resist persists, right? Mm -hmm. You're it's so true. And you know, I love, you got to love that, your past. You got to, all the things, you got to give it love because giving it love will allow it to dissipate. It'll, it'll disappear. But if you, if you give it that energy of like, oh, I'm embarrassed or I hate it, it's just going to sit there. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I, I've done, um, I did a recent uh, psilocybin journey and I was just being told like, I had to face some of the stuff as a kid that I didn't want to face, but it's like, I kept telling myself, give it love. It needs love. If you mm-hmm. can face it and give it love, it doesn't have the control over you anymore because it, it, it happened. And you're exactly right. The, the, the party guy or whatever your old persona is, has an equal importance to why we're here today. Like I wouldn't be here today without that. So I have to love and appreciate that because there were so many positive things that came out of it. And I had the time of my life being that guy. And sometimes I missed that because I had so much fun, right? <laughs> like I, I, there was no, no doubt. Like it was some of the funnest times of my life, but it was also, it was either like super high or super low. Like I was at rock bottom, like, you know, in a puddle of sweat, anxiety, like 
you know, the only way to get out of it is to have another drink kind of thing. Right. And that's, that's a dangerous place to be, but yeah. I still, I do love that person because it did allow me to get to where I am today. So you're totally right on that. And I love that perspective because man, it's, it's all, it's all part of it. Just like how we face adversity or fears like you gotta, you gotta face it. You gotta accept it. And when you can accept it, you, you can move on. Right. This reminds me of, I was writing today this morning about as adults, the one power we have is choice. Like we, we might not like our choices, they might, but we always have choices. Yeah. And in life, we actually get to choose to be empowered or disempowered by anything that shows up, right? Yeah. So adversity shows up. So you get to choose, I'm going to be a victim to this, or I'm going to get, find a way to have this thing empower, you know, create empowerment around it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't suck and that it's not horrible, but you get to create who you're being about it. Yeah. And that, that's reminding me of this, that is really what you're saying is we can choose our path to empower our past yeah. or we can choose to disempower to make ourselves wrong and have shame about it. But like, how does that help us? Yeah. And yeah, man, you have a choice, positive or negative. I've done the negative thing. It doesn't work. So why would I keep doing it? You know, people are like, oh, Mr. Positive. And I'm like, yeah, well, you have two choices. What do you want to do? You want to pick the negative or the positive? If, the, if all the successful people tell you to keep a positive mindset and then all the people that are broken, upset and, and, and <laughs> hating each other are saying be negative, I mean, I'm going to listen. I've done that other one. Yeah. I've done that other one. It doesn't work. <laughs> like, you know? Well, this is the thing. If it does work, then keep doing it. Yeah, it does. Exactly. It's really funny. My, I just created this, um, this thing called the Authenticity Audit. And it's a way people can go on and, and, and look at how authentic they are. That's cool. And my, and my mom did this. And my mom's like, I don't agree with it. And I go, why? And my mom's a, a, a psychologist, a therapist. And she goes, well, I think that you don't account for how polite, like, you know, I didn't get tens on everything because I wanted to be polite. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And I was like, well, mom, there's nothing wrong with whatever score you got about how authentic you are. The thing is, is all my audit is supposed to do is have you check in with yourself. And at the end, you can go, man, I'm biting my tongue a lot. I'm not saying what I want to say a lot. And it's working for me. Great. Keep doing it. If you're living your best life and you're, and you're not being authentic or you're pretending or you're holding back, keep doing it, man. I don't want to stop you. But if it's not working for you, why would you keep doing it? That's the silliest thing ever. Totally. It's like eating Doritos and wondering why you're not losing weight. Totally, man. Totally. You, I mean, you have a choice. Try both. You know, try everything. What works for you? Keep that. It makes you feel yeah. like shit. Do less of that. Do more of the thing that makes you feel good. Like, right? Like, who am I to judge? Like, people that want to, you want to be negative? Look at your life. Are you happy where you're at? Well, no, then change something. I mean, I don't know. I want to I ask you about something that you put in that I didn't know about you before. Um, and can we talk about your brother? Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I, uh, when you said that, I was like, man, I have a, I have a younger brother and he, 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 he is alive. But I was, I, when you said my brother committed suicide when he was 18, it just like viscerally like hit me. And I was like, man, yeah. I don't know how I would, like, I can't even imagine what that experience was like for you. Um, and I'm just curious, like, what can you, can we share a little bit about yeah. the impact that it had on you and how you've actually had to deal with it? Yeah. So I, um, my dad got remarried when I was 11 and he got married to a lady with four kids it was really, that was where my whole life kind of unfolded for a while in my teen years. It was fucked, man. Like it was like right out of the movies, crazy step family, 
my dad got remarried well he married or had the had had my brother so he's my half brother i don't like to say half brother he's my brother right so um from a different mother so we had a it was a really ugly foundation from the start so he just didn't have and i didn't get along with her at all so it was just a real bad situation for him to grow up in and she made once they split up she made my dad's life a living hell and wouldn't allow him to see my dad and he was just emotionally completely like there was just so much stuff going on like i could i i could write a book about that situation itself um but he was just lost he was he was a lost kid and i had kind of retreated because i got so stressed out from that situation that it was our whole life it took over our whole family's life so i literally moved away part of the reason why i moved to australia was to get away from all of it because i was like dad i can't be this can't be in my life i got to go so i kind of separated a little bit from him and my my thought was always like when he becomes when he becomes 18 i'm going to reconnect with him because then he's he's an adult and then, you know, his mom's out of the picture, whatever. Because I just wanted to talk to him about why, why I, what happened, you know, from my perspective. And I just never got the chance. You know, I was away. We lost touch a little bit. And during that time, actually, my dad was with me, visiting me in Australia for the first time I'd seen him in like three years. And while I was there, I was at work one day. I got a call saying, you know, he's, you know, from my other brother that, you know, he's taken his life. So I had to go home that day. I was in an Uber and I was thinking like, how am I going to tell my dad this? Right. Like, that's like the worst thing that can possibly happen is having to tell your dad, you know, what just happened to your brother. And I did. And, and seeing that and having to tell him that completely changed everything. You know, my dad's health just unraveled in that next year and he, he ended up getting cancer and dying very quickly undetected and yeah man i after that specifically I, I really went down into like a bad downhill spiral i was just a fucking nightmare i was just drunk and doing drugs and everything that you can imagine in australia as far as like destructive behaviors i was running a bar and it was it was allowing me to be dysfunctional in a dysfunctional environment it was it was, it was crazy but after that you know, I, in the beginning of 2017, so that happened in 2016 and 2017, I went off the booze and during 2017, we lost my dad, but I was sober at the time. So it allowed me a lot more stability and dealing with it. And that in January of that year, I had started doing like meditation and gratitude. And by the time we lost my dad, I had a lot of the tools to get through this stuff. So, so sobriety, you know, the, the tools to get through these real hard times that allowed me to get through it. So I guess all the lessons that happen there, when I have something like this happen, what's going on, I'm, it's not as it's, it's small potatoes compared to, compared to that. Right. So um, not to discredit, like people listening, I understand everybody's losing things. It's, it's real different parts of the spectrum. Some losing some, some losing a lot, but for me looking at it now, when you lose two people like that, there's not a lot of things that can get you, kind of impact you like losing that so it's been an ongoing process you know days where I, I i miss him and i regret not making more of an effort to connect and thinking oh when he's 18 i'll connect and it was just now i'm like fuck that was really stupid of me to not 
try and reach out and be like a bigger brother. I felt selfish. I felt like, why would I, why would I not, you know, I didn't know that that was going to happen. And so, yeah, I mean, now I just sort of accept it and, and hope to educate people. And something I also want to do too, is like really educate people on this topic of mental health and it's okay to have these thoughts, but you know, tomorrow will come, you know, like there'll always be, there's always a, there's always the sun will shine again. And it's become very passionate about me. That's why the whole thing around University of Adversity was born from that. I actually went through it and wanting to be able to have other people share just like that. So it's, it's like I said, without rambling on too much, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been an ongoing lesson that I, I've had to learn and get comfortable with because I have no other option. Man, thanks for, thanks for sharing and like diving into that. I, I mean, it's, I don't, I can't even, you know, imagine, you know, my, my, my dad is not the healthiest person. And it's like one of my fears that like, you know, he'll go and then I'll have thoughts of like, why didn't I do it different? And I think yeah. that's the lesson. What I love about people that are willing to share, cause it's, you know, some people won't talk about things like this is for people that don't, haven't had things like this happen. It's a great reminder. Like, I don't have to, have, I don't have to experience it to understand, like, I don't need to hold back. I can, and I don't, I can connect with my dad while he's here the best way I can. Mm. And I can connect with my brother the best way I can, all these people. But it's a, it's a, it's an, an unfortunate, but beautiful reminder mm. to like, not take life for granted and that you could be having like living a good life, doing whatever. And all of a sudden you get a phone call like that and there's nothing you can do about it. It just is the new reality. Yeah. And I mean, you can always, there's always exercises too of like, you can put yourself in, you can do exercises where you put yourself in that feeling of like, what would happen if they, mm -hmm. if like, if you, if they, if you lost them, like even Gary V he's, he's talked about that. Like what, like, what would it feel like if you lost them? Like prepare yourself mentally for the worst case, just to feel that that's a thing that's, it's going to happen. So then you're at least kind of that emotional feeling like you're, you're already kind of been there. So you're already preparing yourself because it's going to happen, right? It's like there's exercises too of like, you know, imagine you lose everything. What would that feel like? And journal about it because sometimes just being in that and allowing that thing to feel it is like the fear dissolves because you've kind of experienced it already. And I did this exercise, Aubrey Marcus, I'm part of his mastermind and he, he, before all this happened, like he put us through this, this exercise, like what would your uh, look like if you lost everything, you know, like, you know, and just really get comfortable with, it because a lot of times we don't want to face these things that we know are coming. We're like, we're scared, but if you can allow them to feel them before they happen, then they don't have the power over you that they would, right? It's not such a shock. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice is that although we don't want to think about that stuff, it's, it's coming and it, it's good to prepare yourself and to kind of build that mental resilience and that, that mental toughness so that when it does happen and it's not going to be as you expect that you, you kind of can navigate through it better than if it was like, Oh shit, I've never thought about this before. What am I going to do? You're like, no, I know I've been preparing for things like this, you know, not to be like a negative person, but it's the reality. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's challenging. It's challenging because nobody wants to go into the darkness like that, right? Nobody wants to think about that stuff. There's also some like really interesting ties to like Buddhism where it's like to not be attached to anything. Yeah. 
that it doesn't have to be this, like you don't, I think like I'm listening to this, I'm not gonna sit down on my couch and imagine like everybody dying in my life. Like that's just not a choice I wanna make for myself to have that. But I can think about that like to not be attached, that I can love people while they're here. Yeah, I can love the things that I have and also realize that they don't actually mean anything. The books, the computers, the toys, the gadgets, the cars, like mm. they're irrelevant. Like I can lo- enjoy them while I have them and be unattached to them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of t- like, uh, kinds of meditation where you get to practice things like that, like being unattached to things. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to ask you, cause I know we we're, we're coming up to wrapping this up, but I want to talk to you about what's next for you. Like you're almost at 200 episodes. That in itself is incredible. You've had these like enormous guests on your show. You know, you're doing really, I know you help other people now create podcasts and things like that. What's the, what are the big challenges or goals that you're kind of looking forward to that actually scare you and are confronting you that are in that you're moving towards? Yeah, I, I really want to get to the core of like what it is that my superpower is and I want to be able to help people with that. So podcasting is a vehicle we help do done for you podcast for people, but it's a deeper level and I've been trying to explore the deeper part of that. And I really want to help people communicate not everybody can do what we do as far as like holding a conversation and connecting. And there's so many things that we, once we get used to it, that we forget that not everybody has. And I feel that really discovering what it is you're really good at, really your superpower is and having that as a service to people. And podcasting allows me the vehicle to do that stuff, but it's deeper. I'm trying to explore the deeper part of that. And Things like writing a book, like I got your book here. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Thank you, though. Um, Thanks for having it. (laughs) Of course. I got it on my shelf. I just pull it off. Um, But I want to write a book. I really really want to like challenge myself in that regard. I want to speak. Um, And just this whole startup thing of like having a startup business and just like the day-to-day and challenges of of staff and when to bring on more people when not like when you know when to push more sales like there's so many things i'm learning about so many things that it's an ongoing thing but really just kind of honing in on like what am i re- what am i really doing here like why am i here and how can i be the most service to people hmm. and i learn as like as i as i get i come further and further i love communicating i love connecting with people and podcasting allows that as you know but like i'm trying to explore a deeper level of that and how i can be of service to other people so that they can get better at that too so um yeah i mean that's that's kind of what i'm working on man i've really got my eyes set on 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 writing a book and that i just need to figure out what that's going to look like nice um i want to let people know how they can track you down find you uh, obviously, the podcast that we've been talking about is called The University of Adversity, and you can find that everywhere, right? Like you're, I mean, you're, it's iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, like all the, all the places. Yeah, yeah. And then people can track you down, follow you, see, you know, tons of your content. You put out like great clips of all your episodes at, I'm going to spell your name for people. So L-A-N-C-E dot E-S-S-I-H-O-S on Instagram. Um, is there anywhere else? Like if people want to reach out to you, do you, can they email you? Do people, do you connect? Like, do you do DMS with people if they reach out? Yeah, absolutely. And and just to give you a heads up, everybody, my Instagram is brand new because my old account was hacked. 
So I know I only got 300 followers, but it looks <laughs> like I just started. I've been working. I, I had to start fresh. So just so you know, um, yeah. And I, I have my website's under construction, but it's still up and running. So lanceecos.com and you can, you can join the email list. We stay on top of the episodes. And I also have a form that if you have a powerful story or you know of somebody you can apply and from the website, you can read my story and you can connect through social media through there. So, and the podcast, of course, yeah. it's all, it's well, all through the website and it's available everywhere. I love what you're doing, man. Thanks for um, not only bringing on big names of people that we all know and like love and we look up to, but also bringing in people that none, people that nobody's ever heard of, people in the middle, just the real dynamic and really getting people's stories of what they've overcome and letting people have that space to like air it out and vent it. And being, I mean, I remember when I did your show, you just like provide a really nice environment where you get to talk about the challenges you've had in your life and how you overcome them without it being, without feeling like there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. I, I love getting feedback about it. And when someone says that they're comfortable and they, they had a good, like, that's what makes me, that's what keeps me going is, is allowing that container for somebody that I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying. Yeah, I just want to have a place where we can just, you know, you know, someplace, sometimes you go and there's agendas, you know, like, oh, I don't, I don't like this feeling. <laughs> you go on shows or people come on your show and it's like, there's a weird thing, energy there. And I love that, you know, people can feel comfortable on there. And yeah, man, I, I loved having you and I really appreciate you, dude. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad we connected. Thank you so much for this today. Yeah, thank you. Um, thanks for being here, guys. Go check out the university. Univer I can't say it. The University, university of Adversity. Of, of adversity. <laughs> <laughs> um, go check it out. Subscribe. Like it. There's some pretty incredible episodes. Lance, thanks again, man. Uh, Cheers, brother. We'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream, and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.